Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 383. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Woo-hoo. Thanks for being here, bud. I'm so glad to be back and able to do this again. Yay, me too. <sighs> I needed someone to bug be, a little. Be more. honest with you, just between me and you, I won't tell anybody else. Mm. Was, Scott, was Scott getting on your nerves? <laughs> Always, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do really appreciate him stepping in for me. Yes, he was like Sear. Um, I've done solo shows. They're just not nearly as fun. Yeah. And I need a break sometimes. It's a, it's a lot to say. So it's good. Um, okay, so let's jump right into this. Um, of course, all glad to have you back, but uh, we've got a bunch to share today. So yeah. the first one is about the uh, Core Web Vitals as a ranking signal. This is a new um, component of the Google Search Console, right? Well, it's it's actually a new component of the algorithms, but they have updated um, the Search Console. They've replaced the, the that beta page speed test thing they had down in the um, towards the towards the bottom on the left hand column. They replaced it with Core Web Vitals tool, which shows you the uh, the pieces of the what they're considering the core web vitals right now what they put out is when when they say core web vitals the three main things they're looking at is sites loading which would include i would assume it would include page speed and um first paint numbers and those kinds of things when you really get into page speed time there's a number of those metrics that are included in loading unquote um interactivity um visual stability and that's all the stuff that happens when your page pretty much first starts loading, right? Um, they'll, they're going to take these web vitals, and I, I hate, you said this earlier, I hate the idea that they added core to the front of it because that's going to make people think that this is, whenever they do a core web update, that they're really just focusing on the vitals. Mm. So that's not going to be the case. In my, well, I don't know that for sure, but I'm assuming that's not going to be the case. Um, but they're going to combine these web vitals with, with um the mobile friendly information, the safe browsing information, HTTPS, and and the interstitials pop up stuff um, that they're already part of the algorithms. This is going to be combined with that to, to, to form something they're calling the page experience metric. Um, so this is this is very new. We don't have to worry too much about it because this isn't going to kick in as part of the algorithm till next year sometime. Though they have already added the tool to to um, Search Console. They've updated Lighthouse. They've based, they've baked these metrics into Lighthouse already. Um, and Lighthouse for listeners is? Oh, it's a tool. It's kind of like a, a, a site audit tool that Google puts out. Um, if you haven't used it's it. It's in Chrome. Yeah, it's in Chrome. It's very interesting. Um, it, it, it's it's like the rest of them. It's a, it's a pretty decent um analysis tool of your website but people like it because it's google and 
they some people will just assume that Google's going to tell you the stuff they want it, how they want it, to make your pages rank better. But it's not always the case. Just saying. Yeah, and it 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 gives great info, but it's um they're not all created equal, and it's all a long big discussion about that. We've talked before about it about all these yeah. different page speed tests. Um, Google's page speed, page speed insights in particular is a bit of a headache to try and follow. Um, I've been using uh, GT metrics. Yeah, I much use GT metrics as well. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my go-to. Yep. I mean, I have to show the clients what Google says, and then I have to say, this doesn't mean any as much as it looks like it means. And oh, I'm getting tired of saying it, but... <laughs> Yeah. When things say Google, people just take it that much more seriously. They've done a good job of brainwashing us. Yeah, but they, they've also updated a couple things specific to news sites in this, right? Uh, specifically tied to how and when stories show up in um, top stories. And in, in, in the organic sites, there's that section that there's news about something. They'll add the top stories section and, and give you some links to um some of those the two main things I'm, I'm looking to make sure i know one of them is they've removed the um requirement of a page being in amp to to qualify for this top stories so when this rolls out whenever it rolls out the amp pages will no longer be required to show up in top stories good uh, yeah so that I, mean, uh, I guess they'll see how much that impacts people's use of it but yeah yeah um, and the other one is, well, I can't find it, but the other one also is very specific to top stories. Um, I'll, I'll keep looking. I know it's in sure. here somewhere. Well, and for listeners, if you want to see what these web vitals, you know, more about the core web vitals, um, Google suggests going to web.dev, D-E-V, that is, web.dev forward slash vitals, web.dev forward slash vitals. Uh, for an explanation of the quote-unquote essential metrics for a healthy site. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. it's got more detail and all that stuff, so you'll get a sense of what they're talking about, um, hopefully in a fairly literate sense. Not at the, Some of the stuff they write is so gobbly, <laughs> kooky, yeah. it's crazy. But I, from what I saw, I didn't read through it all, um, it was pretty well written. So check it out uh, it does get into code but at least it talks about some stuff that before that that make make uh, some better sense especially about the lcp largest contentful paint first input delay fid and cls cumulative layout shift wow yeah well, no reason we need to read about that <laughs> yeah. no, no, no technical jargon here nope hey they're keeping us in business right anyways yeah, uh, so. <laughs> you guys can uh, check that out if you'd like uh, sounds like whale fun huh um all right cool anything else to add to that um nope i don't believe so if i if i find the one other piece about uh like this might have it here hold on a second um Nope, I don't know where that went. Hmm. Well, I apologize. Okay, well, uh, the next piece here is about the uh, sort of an update on the May 2020 core update. Again, there's a core word again. In this case, this is mm -hmm. more important um, in that it is already an active update that um, although we haven't noticed any or 
any significant issues at all amongst our clients. There are many that have. Um, and based on some of the results that are showing on Search Engine Roundtable, um, the uh, article name is Google's May 2020 core update messes up Google's search results. Um, anyway, in those examples, they show Pinterest is overwhelming the results. Um, and, so, like, and, and that's literal, like it's insane how many are showing up. Um, and that forums were hit hard. They were apparently dropped significantly. Um, even the Moz Q&A portion of their site dropped a, a fair bit um, and traffic and such. So um, definitely some very odd hits, generally user-generated content that is good, like Q&As and forums that are good, um, don't suffer so much. Um, apparently, Danny Sullivan has was appreciative that uh, he, when people brought up the Pinterest issues, and he's now got that uh, mentioned to the engineers. So that will hopefully not last if, if it hasn't already changed. Um, but yeah, we'd see occasionally Pinterest every every, every result on <laughs> some of these straight shots. Yeah, yeah, not not too improved. I, I can I can tell you that we didn't see much impact either, but I've talked to some other people that, that deal in the media space. There are media sites that lost significant traffic this last time around. Um, and it's mainly sites that aren't producing hard news. They're producing soft news or stuff that they're basically cr creating for traffic, right? As opposed mm. to real you know, investigative journalism and, you know, local stuff that, that is quote unquote hard news as opposed to soft news. Right. Okay. Soft news sites got hit. Interesting. Okay. Well, one person noted here, what about Pinterest? Since the last update, many SERPs or search engine result pages are like this one. And in this example, he shows Pinterest in all, how many are there? One, two, three, four four of the first listings, but they're from different company country domains of Pinterest. So oh, they're yeah. not properly dis, disentangling all of that. And they're showing multiple for the same. A little I bit saw, of work to do. I saw a search result the other day that had a site that um, the one domain for just a standard, I didn't search with any kind of um, branding at all. Um, the one domain had the entire first page and half of the second page. And wow. then when you, when you went down and you ended up clicking on um, the link at the end that says, show the rest of the search results that we already excluded, this one domain had the first four pages of Google, every single listing. It'd have been very competitive. Uh, it is a very competitive space. Wow. To seriously compare, but this this company is like the only company in the space that produces the data, and they lease it to everybody else. Uh, and it's just scary the way that they've leveraged that to build up their own um, authority. Ooh, gotta! Yeah. I appreciate the smarts in that. Uh, sounds a little shady, but hey, it, it it's definitely a little shady, especially since they're leveraging uh, leveraging us, and I'm going to call them out on it very uh. soon. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Not, um, not that I can change it, but I'm going to... No, well, call them out on it. Embarrass yeah. them. That's right. They don't, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll care. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So next up here, uh, some indexing issues you noted. Oh, yeah. So um, Google, off and on, especially with news sites, 
seems to have issues indexing content. Um, we, we've had a number of times in the past so far this year where they just were not indexing news content, new news content for hours and hours at a time. Well, apparently um, they had some of this on, um, it was yesterday, so it was Wednesday of last week, if you're hearing, when you're hearing this, Wednesday of last week, towards the end of the day, like in the evening, people were reporting that. I myself saw this happen to us Thursday morning, just just a little bit. It was like one or two articles, um, but it was definitely... You know, you go to the article, you search for the URL, you search for site colon URL, you search for site colon page title, none of it's showing up in search results. You go to search console and you do inspect URL for that page that's not showing up anywhere in search results. Um, and I, I even went and changed it like um, I knew when it was published and I said, you know, it was published within in the last hour and I said go to Google and I said it to things we published in the last hour and it was not showing up there even though other things were um, go to search console the page says it's it's indexed on Google it was found properly um, it told everything was perfectly fine when you inspect the URL um, in Google but it was not in the index um, then later on in the afternoon it just popped in so I think it was still happening. And it's so if you have those kind of issues where content's not showing up, it's not necessarily that you did something wrong, which I was trying to explain to, to uh, our reporters out on the field that this is not you. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, Google's having these kind of issues, especially if you're in a new space. But I think it's been happening in other spaces as well at some point. Hmm. Okay. Um, next up here, uh, Google to SEOs. How has COVID-19 changed SEO work? This is a, sort of a, a Twitter thread of um, a, a Twitter poll that Gary Eish put out from uh, Google. Um, he says, I'll just read off some of these. He says, with this yeah, COVID crap, <laughs> my SEO related workload has either increased, stayed about the same or decreased. 48.6% said that their related workload has increased. Now that doesn't mean, I know this from experience, that you're making more money. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes, I'm finding I'm working a lot harder for less, but uh, it is what it is. Because, um, yeah. Um, next up, with this COVID, let's see here. With this COVID crap, <laughs> he loves saying that. Yeah. Convincing decision makers about my SEO project ideas got easier, stayed about the same, or got harder. Predictably, 37%, the highest one here, um, said it got harder, and it was pretty even amongst got easier and stayed about the same. It was pretty much split three ways, you know, 31, yeah. 30, 31, 37. But I would definitely say it has gotten harder. Um, it all depends on, I think, your position of trust and whether or not you had been pushing a number of leads before this. Yeah, um, and I think it's going to make a difference whether you're in-house or agency. Big time. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think it's gotten much harder for me. It's probably stayed about the same. Um, the only thing that's gotten harder for me, it, for tied to decision makers, is um, you know getting resources because there's so many things happening because people are trying so many different things to drive extra revenue because everybody's revenue is dropping because no one's advertising anymore. Um, things they're starting to pick up um, because at least in the States, you know, some States are starting to open up. So businesses are starting to advertise again. 
um, but getting the resources because of the fact that people are trying to figure out how many different ways they can replace that lost revenue from advertisers, resources are tied up pretty tightly. Agreed. Um, it says, with this COVID crop, working with developers on SEO projects have gotten easier, stayed about the same, or gotten harder. Uh, stayed about the same is 54.8%. Yeah. Got harder is about 30%. And I'm in the got harder category because of what I just explained. There, there's so many things that are being asked to do now um, because people are trying so many new things. And this is from an in-house perspective. Um, I don't know if the same thing's happening when you're talking to clients or not. Um, you know better than I would on that. Um, working with developers on SEO projects? Yeah. Well, we have our own developers, so I don't there know. There you go. You don't ever have to work with client developers? No. Not really. Oh. Um, I mean, Aren't not not like ever, it? but very rarely. Thank goodness. Um, most of the time, when we when we work with a company that has developers, they also typically have SEO. They think. I mean, obviously, most of the time it's crap, mm -hmm. but um, the client just feels we are needed for consultation. We don't actually do much else in those situations. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we get the whole kit caboodle and do the design and do the marketing and everything which is obviously so, our preference. So you skipped the one about I'm pitching, you know, with this COVID crap, I'm pitching SEO work less oh. about the same or more. Right. And barely anyone, there was barely any, like it was almost 33% across the board. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, by 1% almost, uh, there was people saying more. Um, am I pitching SEO work more? No. I'm about the same, maybe a little less. Um I am, although that's ramping up this and yeah. this month actually is significantly increased. In fact, we haven't had a lot of our other clients come back on, but I've managed to bring on more work. So when it does come back on, we're actually going to be busier than we were before. Nice. <laughs> so that's good. Fingers crossed. Well, I was, I was curious the way he put it. I wish he would have also asked with this COVID crap, I'm closing more SEO work because how many you pitch isn't really a big indicator of how business is going. It's how many you close is the big indicator of how business is going. Well, and when you said my SEO related workload, that doesn't mean sales. That doesn't mean anything like that. So it maybe he's trying workload. to be delicate. It just says I am pitching SEO work. Less. No, the one above that, my oh, yeah. SEO related workload. I mean, it's just nothing. Yeah. I would have definitely worded these differently, but then he's pretty smart. I'm sure he was going for a particular. Yeah. That's true. goal here. I'm not sure what, but um, interesting information nonetheless, though. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We have some local SEO news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. 
empowering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So under the local SEO umbrella, um, Mike Blumenthal has posted a, uh, another great article on his hidden blog. <laughs> in, in case you forgot, since I've been gone for so long, um, I'm just now reading this. So Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So what he's talking about here is that, uh, this is the title, Google My Business Websites Past 36 Million Created. Why should you care? So um, this is something that uh, Mike has been talking about for a long time after they launched. And we all were really weren't sure how well they'd go. But one thing that made a lot of sense based on what he'd said and everything was that um, third world countries, places that, you know, they may not have the money to host a website somewhere um, will take off using this because it's free. And he's right. Um, uh, the top countries that have uh, Google websites are India, Indonesia, Brazil, and then the United States. So it's a pretty significant difference too. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil being the so United States, 2.1 million, Brazil, 7.5 million, Indonesia is 9.8 million. And India is 13.8 million. Yeah, it's so a lot the, of sites. The next closest one to us, Brazil, is three times our size. Yeah. And um, what Google's tried to do, do done here, of course, is they're trying to entrench themselves in these different places um, to keep them out of um, using tools like Wix. And I mean, uh, why not? Right? I mean, there's. Man, the, I didn't have to think about Wix before I came back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with it way too much these days. <laughs> Wix and Squarespace. Squarespace at least is better, but Wix is, oh, oh man. they're both tough. Um, okay. So he talks big picture, medium picture, tactical picture, and future picture. So he's broken this down, which is pretty, I like how he did it. Um, let's see if I can just do the highlights here for you. Um, Okay, so I'll quote him here. This website growth, part and parcel of the Google Local team's post-Google Plus efforts, tell the bigger story that Google Local is back, has increasing mindshare worldwide, and is not going to give Facebook any slack in the local space, whether in India or the U.S., unquote. Um, oh, and then here's this. While Google's 36 million sites might pale to Facebook's stated number of 90 million or so SMB pages, of Facebook, when viewed with their many other efforts in the local space, it's a clear message that Google intends to not just compete, but to dominate space. Now, right now, they can only do one page, Google, um, these Google sites. But as he mentions that the future here is there's no reason that that's going to continue. Why Why wouldn't they enhance it to allow the, to have more pages? And if, you, if that could make them more entrenched, which well, it would. Well, you know what they'll do? They'll, they'll, um, there'll be an upcharge. It'll be like a, a freemium thing. You get one page for free. If you want to add other stuff, there's, you got to be a member or pay a certain fee. 
or yeah, and they'll partner up with someone before they or they'll buy them, I guess, yeah. for all these enhanced features. And oh, what if they buy Wix? Yeah, <laughs> that's a Microsoft move, not a Google move. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, uh, tactical pictures. Um, he feels that unless you, uh, you know, as a local SEO, local SEO, unless you're doing really, really low end sites, um, you know, you're probably not going to be hit. Uh, you know, the big $6,000 websites for lawyers, he uses an example of that. Um, if you're doing those, you're going to be fine. Um, it's going to be those lower ones. However, he does say that there's a good position here for services. Uh, now, I do a lot of work with small business. I've actually considered, especially over COVID, creating very curtailed, useful, but curtailed SEO packages for these small businesses that are just trying to get moving. Um, mm-hmm with a little bit of DIY training and such. Um, again, it's minimal hands-on as much as we can and we'll be automated on this. But anyway, um, maybe making the suggestion of using Google My Business website, uh, creating a site there is a good idea. I mean, it's free, it's fast as hell, obviously, because it's on Google um, and you're sure to be indexed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there are some benefits, um, but the one pager certainly I, I have not seen, I have personally not run into a ranking right now that's a Google site. Have you? No, I've, I don't think I've ever seen one in search results. No. So, but business listings mind. is a different story. Exactly. You know, I, I don't think they're designed to be um, organic search traffic drivers. They're designed to be an online resource when you hit someone's business profile and in, in maps and you want to click on the website to get more information, they have a website to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of finishes off. He says, uh, quote, currently a Google My Business website, although a single page, also is home to your Google posts, reviews, and menus. It is not hard to imagine either it being expanded to multiple pages for SMBs without, with about sections, products, and additional transactions and click uh, CTAs, so uh, calls to actions. Um, Google plays the long game, and there's no doubt about that. Um, and if it doesn't work, they just close it. Of course, they can't really do that so easily with tons of people's websites, but um, we'll see. Yeah. I don't see it going anywhere. I see it just either staying still or gradually being improved and made it into quite their own portal. And then I don't know how that will work with antitrust, but right. not easy. Okay, uh, next up, what business categories are available to reserve with Google? So if you want to get the reserve with Google, which is an ability for people to reserve appointments with you using um, their intelligent call service, um, there there is a currently only a, a list in, in the form of criteria. Uh, the criteria is, uh, and I'll include a link in our show notes, which you can um Sign up for it, SEO101radio.com, uh, SEO101radio.com. Anyway, I'll put a link in there uh, to that criteria. But essentially, it says ticketing services, wellness and fitness services, spa and beauty services are all compliant. They're generally all allowed to use this system. Unfortunately, any business that has any kind of privacy compliance like HIPAA or PHI, they do not have access to reserve with Google. Um, there's yeah. actually yeah Member, there's, membership and subscriptions or recurring billing sites don't have it either 
Right. So you're looking at the unsupported? Yep. Yeah. Healthcare, childcare, adult entertainment, um, any services that are on demand, mobile based or in home, um, if, unless they're offering the service as part of the Google Guaranteed or Google Screen programs. There's lots of sense or buts. They've got a lot many, going on. How many programs does Google have now? <laughs> I know. I, I actually had to deal with this for the, a client recently about the Google Guaranteed and. It's a little confusing where us, we're here in in, this, in Canada where things take longer to launch, but um, I wasn't sure. If, I think it was Google Guaranteed we went through, not Google Screen. I don't know what the difference is. I always thought Google Screen was part of the preliminaries of Google Guaranteed. I don't know. Anyway, I get confused easily because this stuff's changing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we like it, remember? Yes, that's right. Um Anywho, lots, lots about that. If you do want to get into uh, using Google Reserve, there is to, a bit to read about. Last up, if you're thinking of saving costs by, in this case, this example on the local search forum, um, sort of closing down two offices. In this case, it's a legal firm wants to close an office in Vancouver and Toronto and just use shared office space. If you feel that you know, a lot of your business is coming from local SEO. Do not do that. Don't, I mean, I realize, and in this case, this is definitely the truth. This legal firm, they're not even using their offices they're, because they're afraid of the infection and such. As a result, they're just paying a fortune for office space that's not being used. And that's got to hurt. Um, however, if you do remove these and just use shared office space, um, they're going to be a violation of Google's terms of service. And technically, they can lose it all. And God, man, there's no question. And on a competitive market like Toronto or Vancouver, there's going to be legal firms that are watching their competitors and are going to find opportunities to rat on them. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the way it's going to work. The majority of the people who really need to worry about that are the ones who um, are local businesses that have a frontage. And they're going to still need that frontage, likely, just uh, like because they have people walking in. About. Yeah, but the lawyers were talking. Yeah, exactly. But in, the, in this case, they were talking about just renting shared office space when they need to have a meeting with a client, um, okay. which I, I think is pretty, I don't know. I don't think that's very much the the look a, a law firm wants. Um, from my experience walking into law firms, unfortunately, too often, um, well, not too bad, I guess. Mostly for clients, I guess that's okay. But um, they they put a lot of money into making those places look nice. And I think that's part of the experience that people expect if they're going to pay a lawyer a fortune. Um, so unless they're thinking about reducing fees, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, um, it, it probably depends on the business type you're in as well. Well, that's right? huge. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. if you don't like for us, we really don't need office space. I'm keeping mine because I love going to work and not mm -hmm. being at home. I can't wait to start commuting again. Um, it's just a nice thing to do. It feels really good to be downtown and out of my home. Um, and it's healthy. I find it healthier. But we don't really need local SEO for us because although we do have a, a lot of business locally, we don't have a walk-in. So mm -hmm. maybe Google will have to get a little less restrictive on how much exposure a website or a business gets if they are mostly virtual. 
I don't know. It's it is interesting, but then it's also nothing changed really because people who wanted to work virtually, um, who did not have office space, have always kind of been in a bad space with Google. Right. Local. But now it's going to come become much more prominent, I believe. Maybe. It'll really depend on how people do decide to go back to work and how many businesses decide that that you know not having a physical presence. Um, is more beneficial for them from a financial standpoint. Well, and I think the big companies is where they're going to really feel a huge commercial spaces that want they want to fill. That's going to be where they're going to really hurt. Like look at Twitter saying that you guys, everyone can work from home. Same as Facebook. Oh, yeah. They've got huge campuses. But um, they're not, they're not local businesses. No, right? they're not. So they're, it's not going to make much difference for them. Like but for local us. business is, um, I guess I was also thinking of the owners of the buildings, you know, that's a lot of income locally. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway. I'm just thinking if someone's searching for something, you know, and they're relying on Google Maps to get there or to find, you know, whatever they're looking for on mobile, um, you know, big companies that like that, it's not going to impact them as much because not as many people are going to be looking for, you know, how do you get to Google's offices? No. Um but like us, media companies, we've had everybody in the company except the. I think there's some critical people that work at the printing presses that actually print the physical newspapers that are still working in the plants. But we've got thousands of employees that are all been working at home for months, and there's been no there's been no fall off on production. You know, we have office. We have 27 floors in in the. Uh, the um, One World Trade Center. We don't need that. No, well, that's what I mean. It's going to be yeah. damaging to economies in that sense. But, um, but yeah, from a local let's, local standpoint, many small businesses, unless they have a requirement for brick and mortars, they could probably go and shut those down. And mm-hmm. yeah. then Google will have to figure something out because there is going to be a higher percentage. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we have so a Mueller file here and then three questions. I, I think we need to take a quick break and we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. 
Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so what's this? Mueller so, so somebody asked John um, about fonts and how they impact SEO. And his initial answer was, you know, different fonts have um, different ability. And for the okay, first of all, let's step back. If you're if, if you're developing a website, you can actually use what's called hosted fonts, which means you have a much wider variety of font choices. Um, that so you don't have to use the basic fonts that show up in HTML, right? So you can do some really fancy stuff in your design work for web pages using hosted fonts. Hosted fonts means you are relying on this third party to serve the fonts to your web pages in real time. So you, you can display these really creative designs you've done. Um, some of those are better than others. Some are faster than others. So the, the page speed aspect of the font choice uh, or the, of the font service, not the choice, but the font service does have an impact on SEO because you want the ones that can serve the fonts the fastest. Now, does the font choice, whether you're using Helvetica or Comic Sans, does that matter for SEO? And John's like, no, not at all. It doesn't matter what the font is. Um, however, the font service is going to probably make a difference based on speed of delivery of those fonts. Does that make sense? And just it, don't use Comic Sans. Just don't use Comic Sans unless you're making fun of it. <laughs> oh, God. The 80s, 90s. I mean, the yeah. 90s. Good Lord. And, and, of, and of course, Google has a huge service providing hosted fonts. And they have many, many, many fonts. And a lot of people just use them because they're going to be super fast. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to some questions here. And um, wow. As <laughs> John said he's happy I have to say the names. I'm sorry. Uh, Yildirim Turk. Um, if, uh, anyway, I'm going to call you Yildi for the moment. I'm very sorry if that's offensive. I just, I don't know how to say that better. Um, very, you know, it's a very pretty name here, but it's long. So he says, uh, uh, has anyone tried Rank Math SEO free tool and compared it with the expensive Yoast SEO? What do you think? Well, first of all, Yoast is free in, in the essentials category, and that's really mm -hmm. all I've ever used it for. But I know they do have a paid option that Premium. adds, a, yeah, adds a few more bells and whistles that are of, of, of benefit to people who are really new to SEO. Um, but I have not used Ranked Math. I've heard about it. Have you ever tested it? Same here. I've heard about it, but I've never used it. So I'm sorry. So, unfortunately, I can't give any opinion on it. But it is good that we mentioned it. Anyone who does have any experience with it, feel free to jump into our our. Uh, Facebook SEO 101 group and uh, mention your experience with rank math. Yeah. We'd love to see it. Uh, the next question here is from Joshua Rowe. Oh, says, I Hello there. To do that one. I could have pronounced that one. 
<laughs> there you go. So, so hello there. I have a question regarding backlinks. I started a new blog and received my first referring domain. The problem is they've linked to about half of my posts 70 times in total. Out of curiosity, I visited the referring site and it just pops up a bunch of alerts saying my computer is infected with a virus. The question is, do I need to disavow these types of backlinks or will Google and other search engines know to automatically disregard them when scoring my site? Thanks in advance. All right, well. Well, the first uh, thing I wanna say taken out of this is disavow, the only one, the only search engine that I know that you can disavow in is Google. And when you ask about the other search engines knowing to automatically disregard them, um, the disavow tool is part of Google. So that won't help you with other search engines. Just to point that yeah. out. Yeah, and, and it's pretty clear that site's crap. Um, if there was some concern that it didn't, you know, it was a bad, I don't know. I don't even know a good example of when you would need to do this avow, I guess, unless you built it yourself, some sort of link, but I would say, just don't worry about it. I mean, pretty clear by the sound of it, that site is crap and Google can notice it. They'll see what's there. Yeah, I'd say that's a, you know, it just depends on if you want to or not. Either way, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And the next question is from Vinayak. It says, one of my colleagues wrote a blog which got curated or published by a big online publisher. He did add a canonical link to the website where this originally was published, i.e. his own personal website, to the blog on the large site. And just, just to be sure, so you know, I, he actually named the site and I kind of changed his question to kind of okay. get rid of the name of the site. Okay. Even though, even though the canonical link is added, Google is still showing the link on a larger site in the search results and not the canonical link. What can there be the reason behind it? Is there a way to solve this issue? Yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah. It was back when canonical was coming, had just sort of come out, we saw this. Yeah, there's actually two potential reasons in my mind. One... The canonical link is only a suggestion to Google. They are not obligated to follow it. And there's there's examples out there, plenty of them, where they decide not to follow it and pick their own canonical. They may have just decided this larger site is a better resource for their users, and they've picked that one instead. The other, the other potential and probably more likely reason is that that page that was published hasn't been recrawled since the canonical link was added, right? And if mm -hmm. that's the case, they just Google doesn't know there's a canonical there yet. Um, if if they have any kind of connection with the larger site people, just ask them to re-index that page and see if that makes a difference. Through, you can do it through Search Console Inspect URL. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, you want your site to show up first. But if it's a big online publisher, I'm not sure, I mean, going back to what John said at the beginning, whether or not Google would really pay that much attention to the canonical if it's pointing to a site that's quite small and doesn't have a lot of exposure. It'll probably give you credit for it, but I'm not sure if it would ever really show. Um, right. Maybe more obscure searches. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah. you got you to gotta remember how backlink profiles as a whole work as well, right? So if it's a small site and you've only got 12 backlinks on the whole site and one of them's from this big large site, that's a good step in the right direction. But if the big large site has you know 
50,000 backlinks and 20 or 30 to that particular post, it's going to be very hard for you to outrank that even with a canonical. There you go. Well, I hope that helped you, Vinayak. Um, and I'm sorry if I screwed up your name too. I'm having a good day with that. Okay. <laughs> um, My name well. is John. <laughs> yes, I'm taking your spot today. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.